0: Good morning everyone and um, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. It's, um, it's great to um, be presenting the, the insurance journey of the future to you um, in um, collaboration with Microsoft, and as well as um, with Silverbridge. Um, uh, uh, Introduced to you Ben Berger, Managing Executive Digital Insurance Division at Silverbridge, and has been directly involved in advising on and implementing digitalization roadmaps for more than 20 insurance companies across Africa. So he's well-suited today to... Um, present to us on the future of insurance, Ben. Thank you very much. And over to you.
1: Thank you very much, Tony. So I I want to talk about the the insurance journey of of tomorrow, really focusing on on, on long term insurance. I, I think if you if you ask any gamer, um, you know, how what how does their experience in terms of the, the PS Five, for instance, compare? um to a cell phone they would tell you obviously that the experience is a lot better uh, on the ps5 so so why do people choose these little handheld devices and and i think the answer is very simple it's that convenience factor it's just more convenient to sort of play games on your phone because your phone is with you all the time so i, I wanted to illustrate this point because the the gaming industry is consumer driven obviously Um, and mostly about the experience of the gamer. So if we look at where the insurance industry is going, I I think we can all agree that the experience of the policyholders, that's not in the background anymore. It's right at the center. Uh, And because of that, one needs to understand the importance of this convenience factor, um, because I think that um, will remain a key driver for for sort of innovations in the future. Now, um, when this digital sort of revolution started, um, there were isolated innovations uh, like digital quote comparisons and the ability to sort of um, enable digital onboarding. But these, uh, you know, those are just sort of the tip of the iceberg, I think. Because if you think about um, machine learning, analytics and the, the potential to actually combine all of these, um, it starts to lead you to a place where the most likely um, sort of place we will we will end up is having a string of innovations all put together, um, which in the future, I think, will speak to a completely digital uh, sort of personalized experience for the policyholder. Probably having a range of options um, at your fingertips, Uh, not even sort of having to speak to a person, uh, maybe not even having to leave your home to go to a specific doctor um, for a checkup so that that doctor can give the okay to the underwriter. I think it'll probably mean um, that you would only wait for underwriting decisions for a few seconds, as you know, as opposed to days or weeks. So, you know, what does this mean for the insurer? Um, I think it means that the competency you need to invest in is the, the ability to look at all of this, you know, and sort of effectively string together multiple innovations, uh, as opposed to looking for that single big thing, uh, because that's the competency that you'll need. I think, in this new world. The differences in in the markets and and how that affects the general sort of policyholder journey um, and and their requirements. I think um, in a more mature market, uh, the policyholder wants an online experience um, that's quick and user-friendly, consists of most likely a range of options, uh, savings or cover options, but um, which should be preferably customizable, at least to some extent, um, and would require immediate sort of decision-making by the insurer. Uh, In other words, automated decision-making. And that goes for for underwriting as well. Um, So we'll need to start to think about smart underwriting and and that sort of thing. Um, In developing markets, uh, I think there's a need for, for, you know, more towards mobile straight-through processing, processing. Uh, cover of savings options that are simple, uh, sort of simple enough, um, and so that it requires minimal explanation. Um, it's so that it can be sort of easily triggered by something like USSD, uh, USSD functionality, for instance. So what you would need to respond, um, what you would need in order to respond to this as as an insurer, uh, in, and in terms of technology, I think is is really very different, so you need to understand which market segment you're looking at and which market segment you are servicing, um, because of the tech the tech stack that you need, the technology requirements are are really very very different. Okay. I, I think um, the next step is the digital roadmap. So mapping out the the ideal digital journey. I, I don't think that's where the challenge lies. I think it comes in with uh, your tech stack and how you are you marry those two so you know those that your your sort of technical uh, ability with um, with the requirements of your specific market so do you rip in a place are you able to enhance what you have <clears throat> or should you um, sort of add a digital layer on top of legacy technology that you already have I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all answer for this but I do think that in the attempt to answer these sort of or to make these decisions, um, there's a few principles I think you know one needs to consider. So, firstly, I think understand what your business should look like. Uh, what is that? What does that journey look like that you want to you give you want to give to your customers? Um, and then figure out which innovations y- you need to string together to build that journey. That's the first thing. Uh, I think. Secondly don't try to digitalize until you've modernized your technology base. Um, because if, if, you, if you think about it, if you try to plug in a sort of well mapped out digital journey into a, into a tech stack that can't handle that, uh, you'll probably cause more harm than good, actually. Um, because the policyholder will, will sort of experience a frustrating journey that gets stuck every now and, uh, every now and again. Um, and then you run the risk of losing them, of course. Um, Then, thirdly, uh, understand the business value uh, for each step in your roadmap, and and make sure that the business value is realized before moving to the next step, Um, because technology, just for the sake of technology, means very little. Um, I think you need to be able to see if you are reaching your journey goal after each step. So, I I think, you know, needless to say, data integration um, and analysis of that data now becomes critical. So you know, it really becomes vital here, and 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 just a word of caution here when working with, with data analytics. Um, although it's very important to have some sort of or to have an end goal in mind um, around how how your complete data analytics picture should look like in the end. Um, start simple. So focus on your roadmaps, uh, your roadmap measurements first. Um, you know those agents that are now sort of using using the the, um, the onboarding capability. You know is that something that's adding business value? Um, is that something that's being adopted by them? Uh, I think those are 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 the starting points for analytics. Don't wait to build this huge complex and comprehensive data analytics engine um you know focus on the small on the small data wins first i, I think if you do that um, you'll see that something interesting happens um like for instance when you have when you have simple data integration and analytics available uh, for different levels of your <clears throat> of your workforce they start to uh, they start to see opportunities um, yeah, much more quickly. Um, so start to see opportunities, for instance, for robotic process automation. Um, you know, what are those mundane tasks that need to be done, but, um, you know, can be done by a robot? Um, and secondly, the, the business starts to identify and um, remove those things a lot more quickly, those impediments for business growth, uh, just because they can see it visually. You know, it makes makes such a big difference um and and then thirdly i think your your workforce and when i say workforce i'm talking about the agents and staff alike. they um they more informed on the real needs of the customers and and this really puts them uh, sort of in a position to to focus on the customers um which in turn sort of should should boost sales obviously uh, this this, this last sort of statement that I have here, I think is is very important and for for me encapsulates what I want to say is if you want to capture the digital consumer of tomorrow, I, I think it will depend on getting those business cases right today. Thank you very
0: much. stuff next up, um, we've got uh, Yasar Yomas the head of financial services, Middle Eastern Africa, Turkey and Israel for Microsoft. Um, Yasar is a digital transformation strategist specialized in financial services industry with um, about uh, more than 20 years of experience spanning across Turkey, Eastern Africa, uh, Eastern Europe, Israel, Middle East and Africa. He's a design thinking and um, led innovation practitioner and a blockchain enthusiast so throughout many technology led reimagined businesses process business processes, improvement engagement financial services industry customers along his career at PWC, Oracle, Sunguard, FIS, cap Gemini SAP and Microsoft yes, I look forward to your presentation. Thank you once again very much for joining us.
2: Thank you Tony. First of all I'd like to thank Silverbridge for being with us today and also to our uh, esteemed speaker from MM. Now, a couple of things that uh, I'd like to I'd like to share with you. Now, if you look at the future of insurance, of course consumer will be at the epicenter of everything with the insurer providing the you know the services to that consumer and we will see the emergence of collaborators. We are already seeing that and I'll touch upon that. So the future of insurance is something i would summarize in four pillars it has to be and it is going to be invisible connected insights driven and purposeful now what do i mean by these at a very high level with invisible i mean can i have my for example uh, delayed flight reimbursements automatically without me even being bothered with i mean as a father, as a as a human being, as a citizen, you know, like I hold a bank account, like all of you. I hold insurance policies, et cetera. My credit card has this, you know, travel insurance, but not for once I was able to leverage that travel insurance because of some of the delays and issues I had while flying. I really don't know and I can't be bothered, really. So can this be done invisibly? So that kind of invisibility is good, right? So I don't mean to say I don't like insurance companies. We need insurance companies, but you know, the logic is can we make this more seamless, more straight through processing, like right? Ben actually mentioned that. The second one is the future of insurance will be connected. So we're talking about bringing constellations of value, interoperable, trusted environments that enable all the collaborators around the concept of insurance beyond insurance to create more value for the customers and for the organizations. And I'll touch upon that as well. And insurance, of course being heavily digital. And by digital, I mean, you know, pretty much everything is records and systems, right? An insurance company does not have a product or a warehouse or a factory. Everything is like pen and paper and records. So in that regard, there's an opportunity to step up advice and generate financial intimacy with with their customers, because customers really expect return on consent for that trust, and they will benefit from this insight, sometimes beyond things that they can imagine. And lastly, insurance will be and have to be purposeful. So here we're talking about open innovation, collective collaborative product development, environmental social governments, especially in retirement planning type of long-term uh, insurance categories. And of course, overall value creation, which I see as particularly in South Africa a lot in terms of how the companies create value and they really monitor this with KPIs. And look, Microsoft is not an insurance company, right? We work with organizations like Silverbridge to offer you the deep vertical capabilities. But hear me out. Future, well, it's very dynamic. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Definitely insurance services will be very relevant. But depending on what the market is bringing to us in terms of challenges, anomalies, or opportunities, how the competitors are attacking us. It's very important that you need to have an agile environment where you plug in new capabilities to your environment and the time to market, time to value should be super fast. So those days when you have like this two year transformation projects, programs, you know, we don't have that luxury. And the systems that you use to run your businesses successfully should be flexible. You know, as you grow, The system should grow as you need to analyze more things, onboard more customers, acquire new customers, you know, triple the number of your brokers and agents, you know, it should be flexible, scalable enough to handle that. But everything should be robust, right? Everything should be secured by a control plane so that, you know, uh, with the emergence of the COVID, of course, you know, the digital processes have increased. That means more financial criminals more fraudulent behavior and then and, and. so the system the platform the environment that we have to run our businesses should be on a robust platform and this is exactly the promise of microsoft we believe a cloud approach in this case i'm talking about azure of course where on top of which we plug in those new capabilities we also give you the development capabilities to ensure that you can develop your own features and functions rather than you know buying software, incorporating is going to be the melting pot for your organization for today's requirements and also for the future requirements. So that's what we call the platform approach. Now let's start with the first one the invisibility. Well, I find this uh, quite impactful to make my point in the auto claims, right? How can we leverage, for example, AI to detect the damage in a car. And this can be even extended to a corporate environments. Imagine a factory is burnt down using drone technology by feeding live video footage to AI. We can immediately assess the damage where normally that would take with the sur- surveillance quite a lot of time, right? With AI, with analytics, we can really impact the uh, claim uh, processing time. And in this case, uh, Claim Genius, one of our partners, in AI space using our Azure AI services was able to, is able to promise that at a 50% reduction. So these are some of the invisibilities that I'm talking about. How we can cut down processing time, how we can, you know, augment the human workforce or sometimes make things autonomously. So this is what I call the invisibility part. And I think an insurance company invisible in that sense is a good insurance company. Now let's have a look at the insights-driven pillar. One of our customers, Progressive Insurers, they introduced auto-coding tool with flow chatbot for Messenger. They developed a customer-facing chatbot, which was exposed through Facebook Messenger to make the quotation as simple as possible because they wanted to be where they wanted to engage their customers where the customers are spending their time. These are some of the examples I wanted to touch upon within the context, context of insights-driven insurance. Let's have a look at the connected insurance piece. Now, uh, I'd like to give an example from banking industry here I, I for a reason, because I think it's a little bit more relatable and easier to understand what I'm trying to explain here. Look, nobody wakes up in the morning dreaming of a mortgage loan, right? But people dream of a house. Now, if you think about a person's relation with a house, it basically starts with a planning, right? I need to save for the house. So can the financial institution help the customer save for the house, find the property, buy the property, and at that stage borrow some money, move into the property, decorate the uh, uh, property, or maybe you know just do some renovation inside the property, ensure the property and keep on maintaining the property. Now, if you look at that relation of a customer with a home loan product, and if you notice the adjacencies, the ecosystem around that product, the question is like, how much of that value are you capturing? So with connectiveness, connectivity, with collaboration, what we're talking about here is that likewise the insurance companies also need to transform their products to become a more intrinsic lifestyle partner of their customers and the last one is being purposeful so here i will talk about uh, value creation now i lightly touched upon this in the in the previous slides but uh, if you look at Again, the, the the state of insurance here, right? So I insure my house, but if something goes wrong, I'm safe. I can just go and claim against the damages from my insurance company. That's all great. But what if you follow the path of AXA Smart Home, for example, right? What AXA Smart Home did was basically to install some uh, monitoring devices to you know ingest data initially from smoke detec- detectors, and uh, you know this slide, as you can imagine, is very evolutionary. A lot of other services are added to water systems, to the, the, the pipes, piping, and the electricity circuitry, and the heating systems, et cetera, et cetera. What if I actually ingest data from those? And by doing that, I offer this value to my customer, which is helping them protect their probably most valuable asset, right? Their home. Uh, so that's all from my side. I hope I was able to you know, put some examples behind some of the topics that, that we discussed to, to make it a little bit more real for you and also to help you understand what is it that Microsoft can do to help you as Microsoft and also with our partners like Silverbridge. Thank you very much and over to you, Tani.
0: Thank you very much, Asha. That was very interesting. So much to consume and to consider there in those slides. So thank you very much for that.